Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Spooky music. You almost sounded like you forgot your name for a second. I always forget my name. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday. I'm going to forget my name anyways. And we don't really like speak aloud to other people too often anymore. It's hard to like think of words. (laughs) Yeah. I said, I told um, Stuart that he's going to watch Christmas Vacation with me tonight. And he was like, hell no, I'm not. It's freaking May. And I told my sister, and I guess she told my dad, because my dad called me asking me if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say he called asking to, like, watch it with you on FaceTime. <laughs> no. He just, he's like, nope, he's just concerned. Okay? <laughs> um, What was it? So, I don't want to say too much, but my little sister and uh, her, like, on-again, off-again boyfriend broke up for, like, the million and tenth time. And uh, she, she was listening to What Hurts the Most by Cascade, like, really loud in the shower. And I just texted her. I'm like, you okay? Like, <laughs> You're having a rough time over so there. so funny. I was sitting downstairs just pissing myself laughing. <laughs> We've all been there. For me, it was Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, one time a guy dumped me and I literally went home, took a bottle of tequila, poured it into, like, a two-liter bottle of Sprite went downstairs and put on taylor swift and just cried and drank and my sister came home and i had my head in the toilet and i was singing taylor swift songs with my head in the toilet (laughs) you are iconic let me tell you that is amazing (sighs) but that's all you need you just need one night of that and then you move the fuck on and it's fine and then it's all good but what a way to start the episode yeah so welcome (laughs) hi guys yeah (laughs) we're on we are back i forget what episode we're on 16. 16. Do you know what? When I wrote, um, I made an Instagram post today. Today is Friday. So the post on Friday. And I was going to say like, we're recording our like 16th episode tonight. And I could not remember what episode we were on. So I just said, new episode. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm not going to check. We'll just say new. It's fine. But announcement. I mean, it it was already announced, but we hit 1000 downloads, which is unreal. We're way over that now, but yeah, we're like, I, we're so late with these updates. We need like six episodes a week to, to make up for all the updates you guys are giving us. Yeah. Um, but that was huge for us. We only have, uh, 15 episodes at the time when we hit a thousand. So I'm impressed. I'm proud. And thank you guys for listening to us blabber every week on Mondays. It's great. And we love you. Yeah. We hope you start your week on a on a high note with us. Yeah. Literally. Bum, bum, Good one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was literally my only highlight this week. I'm bored again. I don't have any highlights this week and I'm so sorry. <laughs> she put a Christmas tree up again. Or did you never take it down? I never took it down. I just lit oh. it today. I should I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to Christmas music all day today. It was one of those like weird funky days and I was just like, I need a mood boost and that was it that was it that's all i did so that's all you need sometimes i was in a uh, crusty mood last night and i literally just sat on my porch and read twilight (laughs) (laughs) for like an hour who have we become (laughs) i don't know so um stephanie meyer announced uh fuck what's it called midnight sun yeah is coming out danielle and i back in the day were twihards Mm -hmm. we were hashtag team edward we went to uh, the the release of Eclipse at midnight at Chapters. We Danielle w- had a shirt. It, it said something about vampires on it. Yeah, I think I, I run with vampires or something. I, my neighbor helped me make it. It was great. But yeah, so now um, we're the way I explain how much I like Twilight now is like, if you watch Twilight the way you watch Sharknado, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you know what i mean like if you watch it thinking that it's a stupid mock movie yeah. it's fucking great it's hilarious i've actually but ha- if you watch it sorry go ahead no no so i actually haven't seen the last two movies because by those the time those two movies came out i was like over it i'm like i'm not watching it it's just You've it's never so dumb seen that? yeah i feel like the movie would be so much better if kristen stewart wasn't in it i'm she's lovely and i fucking love her and everything <laughs> except that was Twilight. a bad time for her though it was a very bad time for her <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Midnight Sun. It's uh, it's more of a nostalgia thing at this point. Yeah. We're well aware of how shitty Twilight is. And did we pre-order it? You Absolutely. bet your ass we did. Yeah. We sure did. And we weren't even like drunk or anything when we did it. Danielle texted me. She's like, the pre-order's up. And I was like, dope. It's happening. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a glass of wine while doing it, but I wasn't drunk. No, it was totally... We had decided long before then, if we're going to be serious about it. Like, yeah. The second it was announced, I'm like, well, that's happening. As soon as the countdown hit, everyone was just like, Midnight Sun. 
Yeah, I'm rereading uh, the whole series now, and it's so painful. <laughs> like, the writing is just so, like, mediocre. It's so bad. I don't bad. know how I was so into it back in the day. I, was, I thought it was fucking brilliant, but I'm reading it now, and I'm like, I've laughed more than once while reading it. I would just like to personally thank my mom for never letting me get a Twilight tattoo. Oh, my God. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. That- Danielle wanted that, like, w- across her forearm or something. something yeah. So thank I'm so you, mom. That never happened. However, she does have uh, a twilight. Shut um, your mouth. Decor. Nope. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Painted onto her former bedroom wall. Uh, her parents have now covered it with like artwork, but I know it's there. My mom won't. Uh, paint Danielle over doesn't it. know this, but if and when her parents ever sell the house, I'm going there with like a knife or something and cutting that chunk out of the wall, <laughs> and I'm gonna like preserve it somehow. <laughs> oh god, my mom has my old bedroom at the house because it was closer to the washer when she was going through her chemo and radiation, so it was just yeah. made sense. And when I moved out, it was still there because I never painted my room from like high school, and my mom was like, "I'm keeping it forever." And then I made them put like a, she should. a picture over top of it because it's hella embarrassing. But it's re- I did it really no, well for being it's like really good. Danielle's really artsy. People don't know this, but she is. I yeah, I was. I'm not anymore. I don't. Do I don't that. know if you remember, but you drew me a picture of Gerard Way. I did. I still have it. Do you actually? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I've started doing uh resin crafts out of boredom, and just sitting and like focusing on something for like an hour or two is so fucking nice right now especially in the like, quarantine and now that you have like a full week off yeah she's gonna yeah. make all the pretty things you guys should go check her instagram out and buy her stuff and this is where we drop her instagram because she probably doesn't <laughs> remember the name but we're gonna drop it anyways. i don't because i wasn't planning on dropping it on here because i wasn't gonna cross promo because i felt weird go check her stuff out it's literally holly j j a y e underscore designs on instagram and go buy her shit yeah Go buy or just it. like pretty. it if you think it's fun. Yeah. I'm having a good time. I'm not like, you know, that I don't want to make a career out of this, but I'm having fun. And if people want to give me a couple bucks for it, why not? Right? She went from potato cutter to slash Pinterest oh my dog God. mom to <laughs> <laughs> resin crafts. You're such a dick. I, <laughs> uh, I made my dog dog treats at the beginning of quarantine and I felt really cool about it. And Danielle's like, you literally just cut a potato. That's all she did. She was Fuck cut off. a sweet potato and put it in the oven. She's like, I'm a Pinterest dog mom. I'm like, you cut a potato. So now I found like an actual Pinterest crap to do. So get off my fucking back, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything anymore. So it's fine. But you're still uh, a potato cutter in my eyes and I love you for it. I'm going to cut you some potatoes. You know, you can eat them. They're pretty good. Perfect. I'm down. <laughs> I'm never going to cut up another potato in my life. I'm just going to hire Holly to do it. Oh my God. You're hilarious. <laughs> so as usual, we're way off topic. We are. This is just what we do. <laughs> but that's um, what Twilight brings out in us. So I mean. I know. Fuck. I'm so excited. I love Twilight. I can't even lie. I love it. Um, so I have kind of two stories this week. One story is really, 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 really short. Um, I just thought it was freaking hilarious when I was doing research and I was like, I have to talk about this. It's not a full episode, but y'all need to hear it. I'm kind of really excited for this because before we started this episode, she's like, it's hilarious. And I'm like, but is it like, like, how is like a true crime story hilarious? And she's like, well, and I was like, okay, that just explains everything. I think it's funny. Okay. I'm insensitive. So take this as you will. I think it's fucking funny. Oh God. Um, So uh, in September of 2008, 68-year-old Agnes Westlund was bludgeoned to death near a forest lake outside the tiny Swedish village of Lofthammer. Sweden sounds so cool. They have the coolest names there. It just sounds like medieval and like wizardy and shit. It does. (laughs) Even the places out there, it's just like a whole new world. It's like a fairy tale land. I know. We've been watching this uh, Netflix show called Incredible Homes or something like that, and it's all these weird architect things yeah and uh they went to to sweden and it was fucking gorgeous it looks like a painting everywhere they went it looked like a painting yes i'm stoned (laughs) (laughs) so her husband ingmar i think his name is ingmar um i'm not gonna say his name after this so (laughs) he uh he found her and called in her death um he said he found her off to the side in the snow uh when police arrived they immediately arrested him because they were the only people around for like miles so they're like well obviously if she was beaten to death igmar did it i lied i said his name again um 
But yeah, uh, there was no hard evidence to tie him to the killing, so he was released after 10 days. So he was held for 10 days for his wife's murder. Because there was <laughs> no one else to consider, um, he was just kind of like the prime suspect this whole time. So the town kind of turned on him. So this is a very small community. Mm-hmm. So he felt like so uncomfortable there that he ended up moving. Because okay. people were just like talking mad shit about him, being like, oh, you killed your wife. Because he, um, so he found her beaten to death and everyone was just like, it was him. Yeah. Okay. Because there was no one else around. They lived in like this small village that was like in the woods somewhere. Like it it looked like he did it. Okay. Um, but after uh, a while, uh, the forensic analysis came back and the report noted that she had the hair and saliva of a European elk, which is also known as a moose on her body. Um, so the analysis determined that Agnes had been randomly kicked to death by a moose on her evening walk. This isn't the funny part. I promise. I didn't laugh at this. (laughs) We told you before that moose are evil. So yeah, but they're supposed to be like gentle and stuff. So it was very weird that this happened, but they did, um, they did an investigation, I guess. And local gardens had fermented apples all over the place. So the moose ate the fermented apples and got drunk and just went batshit crazy and kicked this woman to death if i was a moose i would be that moose it's kind of like apple cider right we yeah. love cider that is not cider in the summer but yeah so the the case was dropped after that but uh ingmar ended up suing the police department for gross incompetence and obviously he won yeah very much uh, so. <laughs> but yeah i thought that was wild that it looked like he did it but it was like a like a csi episode or some shit uh it just yeah i thought it was funny so she got I, killed by a drunk moose and everyone a drunk moose it on... killed this poor lady oh <laughs> my gosh what was she going to like pet it or something or the dr- drunk moose was just like i don't know party. if it just like ran out at her um basically they said that the moose would have been just like bucking around like have no idea um actually <laughs> what the article said and i'm this is a direct quote it said it was um fermented enough for the moose to party harder than axel rose (laughs) so the moose was fucked up (laughs) oh my god i wish you guys could see my face right now i'm absolutely (laughs) shocked i thought it was so crazy so the um i think it was a buzzfeed article i got it from and it was all um true crime stories with a twist and i thought it would be like you know the husband did it oh they're like now fucking moose did it a moose did it a drunken moose a drunk moose. Only in Switzerland. So that was one of the other highlights of my week was finding that story. Hmm. So yeah, my actual case this week, um, I'm going to be talking about a lady named Angela Diaz. Um, I'm also going to issue a warning here because there's lots of talk about sexual assault and rape and uh, unborn babies and stuff like that. So it's a little bit of a discretion advised episode. It's not too graphic, I hope. But yeah, just warning because i know uh sexual assault is hard for some people to talk about yeah uh so this story starts back in 2016 angela diaz was living her absolute best life uh she'd recently married the love of her life he was a u.s marshal named ian diaz uh he's a whole mess of his own he comes into play a little bit later in the story but he's apparently a really shitty person also okay um and she was pregnant with twins so they lived a really happy comfortable life and everything was hunky-dory from the outside um however they're featured in this podcast so we know it's it's going downhill from here yeah um angela started receiving terrifying emails full of threats and disturbing images including images of dead babies um yeah this the sender threatened to rape and assault angela and he became increasingly like creepy every day uh some of the messages he sent were uh as i quote may 29th he sent i hope you're scared to death tomorrow be prepared don't sleep we will steal your child and we will watch as it dies. You are a piece of shit and I hope to God you burn for what you've done to us. Wait, uh, May 30... 30- Sorry? That's so fucked. Uh, yeah, and she didn't know who these were coming from. So on May 31st, she got, uh, quote, You deserve nothing but a life of lonely torture. I have ways to hurt you. There's no place you will be safe anymore. Uh, they continued June 1st. You might be beautiful. You might be the one he married, but you are still a sinner and must be punished. I will make sure you are reminded of your place by force. Oh, my God. Uh, I would never leave my house. Yeah, so it, it's terrifying. Uh, last one on June 2nd. Uh, I know you're leaving work. I watch as you walk. Let's play a game. Okay, Saw. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jigsaw. Calm <Yeah>. down. <laughs> I'm just picturing him on his little bike right, right. now. <laughs> so they started sending Angela uh, her own address, details of her schedule, proving that they knew where she lived, what she was doing, uh, her her normal routine, like typical stalker behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's not even the scariest part. Uh, Angela began seeing strange men on her property at all hours of the day. They were stalking her and uh, actually threatening to rape her from outside of her house. So this is multiple people. Yeah, so this is multiple multiple men were showing up. You're not even ready for this yet. <laughs> I'm not ready so they, because where the cops? Were, sorry? I'm not ready. Where are the cops? <laughs> the cops are, once again, kind of useless in this case. Of course. Um, so these guys were, like, standing outside of her home, literally yelling into her window, being like, I'm going to rape you. And uh, so you can imagine how, like, terrifying and traumatic that is. She doesn't know who these men are. And the neighbors are um, just, like, closing their blinds, like, oh, whatever. Literally, I don't know. I didn't Google, like, the house or anything yet. I usually do my pictures on Sunday night. I'm not going to lie. So I don't know if they lived on, like, a cul-de-sac or something where it would have been far apart. But, like, you'd think a neighbor. Like, I would probably, if I heard something like that, I'm out there right away. With, like, like a metal bat. Yeah. I'm also one of those people who, like, watches domestics out the window and stuff, so um, I'm well aware of what's happening in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, that old lady that sits in the window and, like, watches everything. Literally. Um, so, yeah, she ended up contacting the police, and the police interviewed some of these men. Uh, the police found out that someone had been replying to Craigslist ads using Angela's name and information. Um, all of the ads were for, quote, consensual rape fantasies. Um, so these men thought Angela was a willing participant in their kink, um, and they received emails from her, in quotes, detailing uh, where she would be at what time. These emails also said that Angela would fake resist the men, but that they should carry out the rape as it was just an act from her part, and she's really into it. Um, she was actually attacked on one occasion, but only suffered bruises. So this is getting absolutely batshit crazy. Someone did actually come into her home. I believe she was attacked in her garage. So, like, these people aren't like, oh, I'm going to go murder this girl. They were just doing their, what they were told to do through a crisis. Yeah, essentially. They thought that she was in on it, but she wasn't. That is so fucked. So she's being catfished while they're being catfished. Yeah, it's like. It's, like, the most intense episode of Catfish known to man right now. You look so stressed. I wish we had a YouTube channel so you could guys could see how stressed and yell. I'm waiting for her to, like, chug the rest of her drink right now. I've almost done it, and we're not even, like, two, like five <laughs> minutes into this story. Oh, my god! I'm gonna be that drunk um, moose in Switzerland in about five minutes. Oh, my God. We're naming this episode Drunk Moose. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Um, so fortunately the cops didn't have to look too far for a suspect. Uh, Angela told them she was a hundred percent sure that the person ruining her life was Michelle Hadley. Uh, she was the fairly recent ex-fiance of Angela's husband. Oh, um, okay. So from what I understand, from what I was reading, um, the day Angela met Ian, he pretty much broke up with his fiance of X amount of years. He was just like, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. Immediately started dating Angela um which is one way to do it i guess like no mourning process whatsoever like fuck that bitch but at the same Um, time it's kind of like like yeah that fucking sucks and that's a dick move for him to do but at least he like if he was cheating on her it would be different but if he wasn't cheating on her and was like yo i really like this girl so i'm gonna leave my current okay, yeah, fiance no, I get that. to be I get like that. not hurt you as bad as whether the instead of like lying to you and cheating yeah. on you which is kind of like Okay, I see that. There's, like, a, a, a respect level to a, a degree. Li- like, a little bit. Like, he could have yeah. done it way better, but you know what I mean? Like, it's Absolutely. Like- no, I see what you mean. I've, I've been on the opposite end where I was dating a guy, and he, uh, he over text, texted me and was like, hey, just so you know, I hooked up with X, uh, and now we're dating. And so I guess we're not dating anymore. And I was like, oh. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, fuck you, So asshole. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely sucks. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I could, I could see what you're saying. So... Uh, minus one shitty point i guess for this guy <laughs> i mean like if he was cheating then obviously like fuck you but at the same time it's still a fuck you but it's not as a big of a fuck you as i'm saying a lot i'm sorry dad my dad's gonna yell at me for i was that. gonna say wasn't it last episode your dad just told you not to swear so much yeah yeah fucking sorry dad i'm sorry dad <laughs> um anyway so yeah she was uh totally sure it was her um apparently the email addresses that the threats were coming from all had like small hints of it being michelle hadley Mm -hmm. so like they'd have um it'd be like michelle something or something hadley but it was never just michelle hadley in the email so she's like oh it's a puzzle um a very very easy puzzle yeah (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, like I said, uh, to add insult to injury, uh, Angela and Ian got married pretty much right away, and they moved into the condo that Michelle and Ian had actually purchased together, and Michelle had openly fought with them about this. Uh, So when the police arrested her, it seemed like, you know, 
case closed pretty much. So a little bit into her arrest in the summer of 2016, Hadley arrived home on her quiet street and they lived in Ontario, California, which I wanted to keep in there because I thought it was funny because we live in Ontario, Canada. And that throws me <laughs> for a loop every time. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So um, hi, other Ontario. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there was a police officers waiting in her driveway. They had a warrant to search her phone, her tablet, and her laptop. Uh, and not too long after they, uh, she handed her devices over, they had her arrested in handcuffs sitting in the back of a cop car. And she was on her way to an Anaheim detention facility. That was really hard to say for some reason. <laughs> it's Friday. Um, so she spent the night in jail and the emails to Angelus stopped while she was in jail. Magically. So, yeah. Weird. Um, but her parents posted $10,000 in cash to get her released the next morning. Uh, and as soon as she got out of jail, the email started again. Of course. My Suspicious. parents would never pay for me to get out of jail. They'd be like, keep her in there until she's learned her lesson. Um, I think it would depend what I was in there for. My dad always said that if I ended up in the drunk tank, um, and if I called him that he would just laugh. So don't waste my call. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but I feel like if, um, if it was something like, I don't know, I can't think of something. Honestly, I I don't think they'd leave me there now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> they'd be like, eh, figure it out. If I ever called um, my mom, she wouldn't even pick up, so I wouldn't even have to worry about it. I'd be stuck I in know, there your anyways. Mom never has her. My mom was so excited that your mom texted her back the other day. Hold on. My mom texted Sheila. I've texted my mom all week, and she hasn't replied to me once. I'm pretty sure my mom texted her, like, the one day, and she answered, like, three days later or something. <laughs> of course. I'm not surprised by that at all. She's amazing. Uh, the best is when she's on Facebook and not answering you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, on July 13th, Angela called 911 again. Uh, she actually found a mysterious teen boy lurking around her condo. And the next day, Hadley was arrested again. This time, her bail was set at $1 million to keep her in there. Good luck paying that. Yeah. Uh, her family couldn't afford that and a lawyer. So unfortunately, she sat there. Uh, not unfortunately, but she sat there. Um, she spent three months in jail where she continued to fight for her innocence. Uh, on September 30th, 2016, Ian Diaz, who is the husband, arranged to speak with the Anaheim police detective assigned to Hadley's case. And according to court records, Diaz told the detective that he believed his wife had framed Hadley. And that's when what? the case took its final crazy turn. Police retraced all of the emails, all of the Craigslist replies, and all of the uh, evidence, and it all led directly back to Angela's IP address. Uh, she used methods of trying to cover her tracks, like blockers and stuff, but, I mean, she clearly had never watched CSI before. Obviously not. And they uh, found her. Uh, what? Ian was right, and the yeah, she hell? was her own stalker. Uh, <laughs> after some digging... Even more lies started to emerge from Angela. Police discovered that she faked cervical cancer, pretended to be an attorney, forged doctor's notes, and even faked her twin pregnancy, which later became a fake miscarriage that she claimed was caused by Michelle's abuse. So her whole life was a lie. <laughs> uh, Angela Diaz was a pathological liar who, quite frankly, ruined this poor girl's life to make herself feel better about, I guess, taking her man. Uh, luckily, Michelle was released from prison, but she said in interviews that the experience has affected her in many ways. Uh, first of all, she was considered a sexual predator because of the nature of the crimes, and she was placed in the, uh, quote, most dangerous cell block in the prison. Uh, I believe it was called R Block, and it was it was called that because they nicknamed it, like, Romeo Block because they were sexual assault crimes. I thought that was fucking really weird. Um, what the fuck? So she had to stay in this jail cell block with uh legitimate sexual predators and she wasn't um, one she wasn't one danielle looks so fucking concerned right now like i oh I, we need to start a youtube channel just for danielle reactions i was like this poor girl angela like why would they what the fuck you feel so bad for her right um so yeah uh so she was in that cell block for 88 whole days uh, she also says she has a hard time in job interviews where potential employers have Googled her name before and found her mugshot. And it's kind of hard to, like, explain that away. Like, so I did go to jail for, like, sexual assault, kind of. But then I was released because she did it to herself. Like, it's, you know, I'm sure I'm it's painful. innocent. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, shut the fuck up. Um, Stop Googling me. <laughs> so she was completely exonerated of the crime, but the stigma around her was still kind of there. Um, on January 6th, 2017, uh, Angela was finally arrested, and three days later, uh, Hadley was exonerated by the Orange County District Attorney's Office. 
on October 17th, 2017, Angela pled guilty to 10 felony charges, including false imprisonment and perjury. Um, while in prison, Hadley, uh, Michelle faced a maximum sentence of life in prison and Angela ended up only getting 10 years. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Even worse. She only got five years. Uh, and she's currently serving time at the McFarland Female Community Reentry Facility in Central California. That's that. <laughs> uh, I wanted to get into a little bit of a theory that I have behind it as well. Besides um, that she's an absolute psycho? Uh, yeah. Besides that, I love that you haven't said a word. So to put this into, like an image for you guys Daniela is sitting with like her face on her hands I'm and her eyebrows are like as far up on her face as they go right now she's I'm just like <gasps> baffled by this this is i nuts. told you you would be <laughs> what um so angela's criminal defense attorney allison margolin did not speak to buzzfeed news so that's this is where i got um most of my information from but before angela's conviction margolin suggested that the plot wasn't only an angela based scenario um so the she said and i quote the failure to investigate adequately the role of ian diaz is a serious concern uh she spoke to dateline nbc about that i believe um so i'm gonna end this by saying that i find this extremely interesting because michelle hadley alleges that ian diaz abused her for the duration of their relationship and that's what led to their breakup more so than the introduction of uh, Angela, she said that they were sort of already on their way out okay. and this just kind of happened on top of everything. Um, so she, uh, in this Buzzfeed interview details some pretty horrific abuse from him, uh, physical, verbal, mental, the whole nine yards. Um, and after they broke up, he sent her threatening emails that had a similar religious tone to the ones that were being sent to slash from Angela Diaz. Uh, so I think maybe that he was in on it and sort of coaching her on what to say mm -hmm. to an extent. I think that maybe they came up with the idea together because if you, um, if you read this BuzzFeed interview with Michelle, I didn't want to get too much into it because I didn't want to talk for days about this, but, um, she says some of the things that he would say about how God's going to smite her and all this stuff. And then <laughs> the emails Angela was receiving, you know, you're a sinner. Yeah. Uh, God knows what you did. The you same know, kind of tone. Similar tone. So I think that justice was maybe halfway served in this, mm -hmm. but who knows? Who knows? Maybe Ian confessed because he got a deal out of it, you know? Like, what if but he... Yeah, either way. What if, like, he did have part in it and they kind of, like, did it together, but then it got carried so far that he kind of had, like, a guilty bone and was like, oh. That's kind of what I thought. Like, he, um... And then just, I think maybe once the girl got arrested, he was like, shit, like, this yeah. is, like, too much. And he's like, how can I get out of this without affecting Yeah, so me? I, I think I think that maybe he struck a deal with the police department, like, you know, don't charge me because I told her to stop or something. I don't know. God knows. But I think that he coached her at the bare minimum. I don't know if he was fully involved in the whole baffling extent of the case, mm -hmm. but I think he was involved at least a little bit. Yeah. And Angela being a chronic liar and lying about legitimately yeah, everything insane. doesn't help. But yeah, I thought that was a, a insane story. And I wanted to share with you guys because I've uh, never really heard anything quite like that. That's so fucked. <laughs> I'm so shocked. She like let herself get attacked. That, But that just proves how technology can fuck up someone's life so quickly. Yep. Yeah, this poor Michelle girl is probably so over it. Um, Actually, she spoke about... um. When she got arrested, she was on her way home from a date and she was so happy because it was her first good date in a while since breaking Aww. up with this asshole. And like, you know, she comes home from this date and there's police in her driveway and she's like, what the... F like, she's just trying to enjoy her life. Um, and she especially said, in 2016, it's so relative now that like you... They had the ability to immediately pull up the IP address. So they put and why this didn't they? poor girl <laughs> through fucking hell. I think um, it was sort of you want to believe the quote victim in this case like you want to believe angela so bad because it's terrible you know she's a pregnant lady there's guys showing up at her house threatening to rape and kill her you know what i mean like you feel so bad for her that the second she says i think it's this person you're like oh my god yes it, it must be this person like yeah. immediately like you don't look into it beyond that and yes that's negligence but also like god forbid you know it was the other way around and she was genuinely being stalked by this michelle girl like you'd hope they'd do something about it yeah yeah exactly yeah and that's where it gets tough to, like... like. So we won't say fuck the police in this episode. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I was, like, trying to, like, find a nice way to be like, oh, maybe the police didn't do such a bad job this time. But, like, 
No. I think that they did what they thought was correct at the moment. They they but went, it was a big fuck up. They went with their heart instead of I don't know. Yeah, their fucking yeah. No, that's a good skills. way of saying it. instead of their brain. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, I had to share that with you. What the fuck? I'm still so shocked. Like I don't even have words. I'm trying to think of like words to say, but like, sorry, Dad, <laughs> I I can't. What the fuck? Like I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It literally sounds like a like a soap opera plot a little bit. It really does. You would never think that would happen. Like the the first half alone, like the whole like stalking part of it, you would never ever think that would happen to someone. And then to find out that they were doing it to themselves on top of that, it's just like I love this ten pounds of shit in a one pound bag. <laughs> That's gonna be our new our new theme right now. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, so we'll get into some spookies now because honestly, my story doesn't even compare because what. I was I was gonna say, are you like mentally prepared? Like, are you okay now? Are you like? No, I'm not okay <laughs> at all. Not one bit. You're throwing me for a loop lately, and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was insane. That was such a good story, but like, what? I like these. I like these twisty ones. I have um. I found like I said a whole article that has like twisty ones. So like, I don't know. Maybe if they're short ones, I'll do another like mini episode, like how I did the the other one you didn't like, the killer children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> killer goddamn killer children that ma- gave me nightmares first of all and it makes me never want to have children oh my god i'm just gonna point out that this podcast was your idea and what i do with it is your fault <laughs> true i can't even say anything <laughs> oh my god thank you for screwing up my life holly i appreciate it you're welcome that just means you need a second drink i'm just here to help <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get a second drink hold on oh my god you're hilarious <laughs> i hope danielle leaves this in the episode but she legitimately got up to pour herself a second drink and this right here is why i love her it just takes it just takes one little suggestion she's like you know what? fuck me up i'm here for a good time and that's what i love about her always here for a good time and also a long time i hope she takes that out she's gonna leave it in despite me i know she is i can't wait to edit this because it's gonna be so funny <laughs> <laughs> every time that we like pause or like get up or anything from now on i'm just gonna leave you little messages for your editing <laughs> oh my god that sounds so good i'm i'm, I'm down for it <laughs> all right okay danielle is hydrated i am hydrated time to get spooky yeah oh my god hold on i just oh i changed i had a gray shirt on also earlier i thought we were wearing the same outfit but i changed that would be so cute i'm wearing my spooky pants my ouija board I got pants paint on my gray shirt so it changed <laughs> i'm just wearing a lot of layers because it's cold in my house it's, it's chilly i don't like it fucking canada right um but this week i'm going to talk about the Perrin family and the conjuring house Ooh, because, because yeah because last week holly told us that they are live streaming in the house starting tomorrow oh it's tomorrow it's starting tomorrow Heck for yeah. a week so go check it out i'm sure it's gonna be fucking awesome a couple people messaged us saying that they were um i personally am too cheap to pay for it so if you are watching it let us know your thoughts let us know your feelings yeah let us know if i should change my mind last minute and just chuck the 20 bucks yeah <laughs> i might do it for like the 24 hours i'm not gonna spend 80 dollars on a week um oh my god it's 20 dollars a day it's like 14.99 but it's us so it's gonna be a bit more expensive for us i thought it was that much for the whole week no, oh god 14.99 i think for 24 hours i could be totally wrong and i maybe misread it i mean that's the a quite i'm willing to donate 20 dollars to this cause and that's <laughs> that <laughs> um so yeah that's why i thought i would talk about it this week i love that i wasn't ever gonna talk about this house because it's so well known there's so much shit about it and but maybe this will inspire people to watch the uh the live stream a little bit and then tell me about it because i again am cheap yeah don't want to pay for it (laughs) i'll just tell you about it right now and then you can make your own judgment on the house and we'll go i like this okay let's do it okay cool um, so in the winter of 1970, the Perrin family had purchased a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Uh, so the family included Caroline and Roger and their five daughters. So Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. Uh, every white name they could think of. <laughs> literally every single white name. <laughs> um, so the family officially moved into the house in January of 1971. So this farmhouse sat on 20 acres and had 14 rooms inside the farmhouse. So a pretty decent lot to like raise a family. So right away, the family started noticing weird things happening in the house as like soon as they moved in. But it wasn't like, like they're just off the bat. We're like, oh, this is paranormal. So it's just the the small kind of things happening. Um, So Caroline, who is the mother, um, she had said that um, there would be like a broom that she would like misplace or she would find it like in another room. Or mm-hmm. if she put it down like the kitchen, it would be like 
on the left or she put it on the right side but then when she went back in it'd be on like the left side um so it was just like the kind of like that small stuff so they would find like um small piles of dirt in the center of like the kitchen after they just cleaned it all um caroline also said that she heard what sounded like tapping or scraping like either against like the kettle or like the fridge in the kitchen so again just like weird stuff like i mean the house is old from the 1800s the ghost just wanted some tea yeah you know uh, that'd be me i'd be if i was a ghost i'd want tea <laughs> literally you as a ghost yeah. <laughs> um so it was just like the small stuff so nothing to be like ooh, i'm haunted by ghosts um <laughs> right <laughs> which is what i say to myself every day <laughs> Ooh, i'm haunted by ghosts <laughs> literally um so before moving into the home the five daughters were like super close with each other um but when they moved into the home they started fighting a lot so their toys would go missing or moved from like one room to another and they would all just start like accusing each other and it started like random fights and oh your typical like i i have four sisters and we're all well over 20 now and i can tell you that to this day it's still like that mm -hmm. <laughs> That's just how it is. It just is. That's how it works. Like, over group chat, we'll fucking bicker with each other. <laughs> Especially with, like, all girls, it's going to happen. Yeah. There's five of us. Yeah. It's it's chaotic. You're basically, like, this family. We are this family. Yeah. You're all basic. <laughs> Hauntings and everything. Including all of, like, your basic white girl names. Okay, yeah. Holly yeah. had to think about that for a second. She's like, oh. I was going to defend it, and then I was like, N -n -n no. No. Like. No. <laughs> um so again they'd all accuse each other being like why are you stealing my toys blah 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 um but then the second youngest daughter started seeing spirits and she started like lending them her toys and being like let's play or they'd go into a room and she'd be playing with the toys Ugh, with throw the whole kid away right just like take it back that's always like my least favorite part of like a horror movie is when the kid's like let's play to like nothingness yeah like it's weird <laughs> like, oh play with what <laughs> you're like what do you see what are you talking about no Ugh. kids are creepy yeah uh so the parents started um experiencing some like even weirder stuff as like they started living there and going on and on and on um where it's kind of like this isn't normal this should not be happening mm -hmm. um so they started smelling like really disgusting smells so they said it's like kind of smelled like rotting flesh um, Ew, yeah like <laughs> just sorry that, that hit me all wrong for some reason <laughs> just burn the whole place down at this point like gross um so according to the family their beds would start shaking at 5 15 every morning uh their Dude, basement what a terrible time too right F well you'd probably be awake anyway so even i'd matter. probably be awake yeah. yeah let's be serious holly doesn't sleep she's like a vampire <laughs> back to you twilight remember, I told you. <laughs> she sparkles in the sun too just I in do. case <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Um, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a great one. Um, so the basement in the house wasn't finished, so it just had, like, a dirt floor. Um, basically a cellar, but their furnace was down there, and it always, like, fail. Um, mm -hmm. So Roger, who was the father, uh, would go down there quite often having to fix it, and he said that when he entered the basement, he'd feel, like, really cold, and there's always, like, it felt like there was, like, someone standing behind him, like, a presence standing mm -hmm. behind him. Um and other than, like, having to fix that furnace, like, a million times, the family never went down to the basement because they all got this, like, creepy feeling. They're just like, something's wrong. Um, so it started to progress. As I've literally said that word for word about my own house. Yeah, That made me scared. <laughs> Maybe your house is like this. You never know. <laughs> um, so, it's, again, it started progressing. So objects started getting thrown across rooms. Sometimes they would get thrown into walls and, like, shatter um, doors started slamming, glass got shattered. So they went from like, oh, maybe a ghost just messing with them to like full blown like poltergeist activity. I was just gonna say like poltergeist, yeah. Yeah. Um, so things even got physical. Um, people started getting pinched and sometimes slapped. Oh. And majority of this happened to Caroline. And she was like the main target. So that's the mother. Um, Caroline apparently did some research on the history of their home and found mm -hmm. that a family had been living in the house for about eight generations before them. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So this was the Arnold family. So the property was named, like when people refer to it, it's like the old Arnold estate. According to the parents, they said the history of like the Arnolds, many of them had died on the property under like horrible circumstances. So of course, some of the children had <laughs> drowned in a nearby creek. Oh. One child was raped and murdered. Oh, God. I should have said trigger warning about that one, but yeah. Um, and there were also two suicides, which were report oh, apparently wow. in the attic of the house. So it's just a very dark place. Very, very dark. Um, so... But I'm going to guess they didn't leave yet. No, why would they? <laughs> that makes too much sense. Don't leave. Um, 
So Caroline and her family had determined that they were actually haunted by a lady named Bathsheba Sherman, who apparently lived on the property in the 1800s. According to them, she was a Satanist and a witch, and they found evidence that she had been involved in a, the death of a, um, a neighbor's child. Um, so Ooh. she was like taking care of the child, and while the child was with her, um, she put a sewing needle into the child's head and killed the kid. What the fuck? So they said they found evidence of all of this and... It's my turn to put on a face now. Right? You should see her face. She's like, this is disgusting and disturbing. Um, So no trial ever took place. So she was never found guilty. Um, Apparently, she had also murdered three of her own children as a sacrifice. Because remember, Satanist witch. She seems very stable. Yeah, very stable. Um, And they also stated that this wasn't like the only spirit in the house, but like Bathsheba was like the most active and the most evil and the one spirit that was going after their mom, Caroline. Um, So after all of this, they had called Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yay, our faves. Right? Bring these these beautiful human beings back. Um, So the parents lived in this house for 10 years, and over the years, they invited Ed and Lorraine into their home um, just to investigate. At one point, um, they had conducted a seance, and apparently during the seance, Caroline had become possessed. So their kids were reported not at the seance. Um, it was just like them four. So the mom, the dad and Ed and Lorraine. Um, and she, apparently Caroline had started to speak like in tongues. So obviously not part of this world and was rising from the ground in her chair. So literally like levitating. Yeah. Um, so according to the parents, oldest daughter who is named Andrea, she said she had witnessed this. So I guess she like maybe snuck out of her room and like looked around the corner sort of thing. So Andrea had said, and I quote, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language not of this world and in a voice not of her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. Um, So Roger ended up kicking the Warrens out of the house after this. and As if it was their fault. (laughs) Right. And if you guys hear walking around and a ball going down the stairs, that's my dog and I don't have anything else to do with her. So it's fine. You'll hear it. She's cute. We'll just post a picture of her and yeah. make it all better. It's fine. <laughs> so Roger ended up kicking out the Warrens. Um, he was extremely worried about his like wife's health um, and concerned for her well-being and they didn't visit again, ever again. So the Warren or the... As if it was like their fault that that happened. Right? Apparently it's their fault. They brought the evil spirit there. Yeah. So according to Andrea, again, the oldest daughter, they lived in the home for 10 years and moved out in 1980. It was around like 10 years. I think they moved in 1971. So I would have left years. as soon as like... I would have left before I even started floating. You know what I mean? Like right? I never understand when stories like these where they stay for that long. Yeah. So they said they stayed until 1980 because they didn't have the money to move out. So in 1980, they got the money and moved out and all of their weird happenings, all their incidents that happened like regularly just stopped. So obviously it was the house. Yeah. Yeah. So many years later, Andrea wrote a book called House of Darkness, House of Light. This book is about her and her family's experiences in the house. And she claims a lot in this book stating like all the history and the deaths that took place on the property are true. And Bathsheba is real, etc, etc. I have not read the book and I'm not going to read the book. If anyone has, let us know. I was going to say, we should read the book. (laughs) I'll tell you why I'm not going to read the book, but we'll, we'll get there. But she does have a book. And if you're interested in that, go read it. Um, so now Andrea has stated that her mother's research was valid because, and I quote, virtually every spirit we were able to name had as living beings either died by their own hand or died so traumatic a death and so sudden a death that they didn't seem to know they were dead. So these spirits obviously didn't know they, like they died so traumatically. They had no idea. They thought they were still real. So that's, they're still lingering there. Exactly. So that's what she said. So I'm just going to stray away from the parents' vision of Bathsheba for a hot second. Um, So I did some digging and found a blog from a historian who did some heavy research on Bathsheba and the parent family home. Her blog is called Dreaming Casually Poetry. So this blog completely contradicts everything that Andrea has stated in her book and what the parents and Warner claim, like, history-wise. So I'm just going to go over her findings and I mean, she's a historian, so this is literally her this is a job. Plot twist. <gasps> yeah, we both have plot twists right now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, just a little history on Bathsheba. She was born Bathsheba Tayer and was born in 1812. She married Judson Sherman in her early 30s, and they had four children. 
However, three of them died extremely young. However, mm-hmm. it's the 1800s. There's a lot of disease that don't get cured. Yeah. So, and kids died extremely young. So that could be a reason. It wasn't. It wasn't rare back then. Exactly. But there were there were allegations that she did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> the parents allegedly say that she killed them. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So she now in this historian's research they actually she actually lived on the property next door to the arnold's and she also never worked on the arnold's property or cared for any child on the property as history shows so there's evidence that she's never even been on this property i mean i mean sure she's been on the property but she never lived on the property um and as history shows Bathsheba was never part of the arnold family which andrea has claimed in her book so she said oh. Bathsheba wasn't Arnold, but she wasn't. She was born a tear and then married into the Sherman. Why lie? Right? I have no idea. Is it misinformation or is it, it like... It could be. Are we covering something up? I don't know. But there have been no historic documentation of that Bathsheba ever killed a child with a knitting needle or that she ever killed her children oh. as like a sacrifice to the devil. Um, there was no evidence of a trial ever taking place. Even Andrea said there was no, like, sh- there was no trial. She was never found guilty, but there was no evidence so was that like a child, rumors, yeah, there was no, there was no evidence the child ever died. Like her kids, there's evidence her kids died, but the one that they said that she sacrificed with a knitting needle, there's no record of it at all. Like n- nothing. Um, so my mind goes two ways either excuse me a they full-on lied about it for god knows what reason misinformation or what have you or two um you know there's no documentation of any kind but maybe quote the spirit told them this yeah it could be you know what i mean like that this is why i'm still here because i killed kids and you know what i mean like so if you're into the the spiritual realm there's there's a second uh, possibility there exactly um so, Bathsheba died on May 25th, 1885 from a stroke. So, wow. there is a um, eulogy in the newspaper of her death. <laughs> so, she was buried next to her husband and children in a local cemetery in Harrisville. So, the, her stone is still there. You can mm-hmm. you can go visit. Um, so, I highly recommend, like, reading this blog because it's really interesting and it goes into, like, the history of the home and everything like that. But a sum of it is just to say that there's no evidence that Bathsheba was ever a witch or that she ever killed children as a sacrifice. Weird. There's no trial. There's nothing. There's no evidence of that. Um, and like back then, if you're a witch, you're definitely not going to get a eulogy in a newspaper. Or no. if you're ever <laughs> thought of killing, killing a child, whether you went to trial or not, they're not going to give you a eulogy in the newspaper. And there is one. And there's evidence yeah. of it. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so another thing I want to mention about Andrea's book is that in her, like, claims of people who died on this property, on, like, the old Arnold estate, in her book, it says, I quote, most of the recorded deaths which occurred on the farm were in that family. So John Arnold, Hermione, John, or Johnny, and Prudence, even Bathsheba was an Arnold, end quote. So there, she said that Bathsheba was an Arnold, so we already know that she isn't an Arnold, yeah um but with in part with the death of prudence so all these these arnolds did die but minus Bathsheba, but they're all arnolds that's all right um but with the death of prudence in um andrea's book it states that she was raped and murdered by one of the farm hands and she was 11 years old and andrea had stated that the killer was named bill norton so i want to jump into this a little bit because i found prudence official death record Mm-hmm. Um, which shows she didn't die on the property at all. Like, not one bit. Huh. Prudence was murdered, but she was murdered in Uxbridge, so not even in the same city or town. Um, she was 11, but her death record says her throat, or and I quote, her throat was cut by W.E.K., so not Bill Norton. Um, so I'm, like, if, so it's W.E.K., so if the W stands for William, which makes total yeah. sense, but E.K. is not Norton, yeah, that's not Norton. I, so I don't know where they got that, but it, her official death record does not say that she was raped or murdered on the Arnold's estate. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying this house is not haunted. I fully believe this house is haunted. My my like opinion on it is that I don't think Bathsheba's behind it. And I don't think... I, 
they're necessarily telling the truth about all the history but i do believe that there is poltergeist activity i do believe there's stuff going on the house i just don't think that their research is correct i wonder like like i said like is it misinformation or is it like you know this is the stuff that they gathered in working with ed and lorraine like maybe they quote spoke to the spirits and this is just what the spirits reiterated to them yeah weird though that like it it looks like they're lying but like what would their their motive be exactly it would have no motive for that i mean they moved out and that's it yeah it's not like they like turned it into an attraction or anything and they're like come see my haunted house like then you'd be like well obviously they're lying yeah i mean she wrote a book about it which is i'm not gonna read it because i love books like that but you can pretty much get the pdf online i'm not gonna buy it read it sort of thing. sorry but yeah interesting so it, it was it's really interesting but i do believe that there's something there and i believe that they experienced all the stuff that they went through yeah i just don't necessarily believe them in the history part and i don't know if it's them just blatantly lying or if again misinformation do you know well oh no it's like a museum and stuff today i was gonna say do you know like you know are people still living in the house and like so it's a museum or whatever today so i'm gonna assume that there's still like experiences that happen there like supernatural experiences that happen there yeah so like obviously they weren't lying about that so were they just like flourishing to make it seem spookier like i don't know who knows i'm gonna get into the people that own the house now though because it's not a. don't think it is a museum i think they want to isn't it it might be open because i know they bought it last summer and they want to turn it into a tourist attraction. Oh, is that why they're doing the live stream? Mm-hmm. Oh, I had assumed that it was already was a museum and mm. they were just like, gotcha. Not My yet. bad, guys. <laughs> but information I might pitch 20 bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to fast forward to like today's owners. So the house is currently owned by Corey and Jennifer Heinzman. Um, they bought it last year, June 2019. This couple, they're both paranormal investigators um, and have nice. reportedly captured a lot of paranormal activity. So, I mean, being paranormal, like, investigators, obviously, they're going to buy this house. I mean, I would, too. Yeah. Um, so, they have said... I would, too. I would, 100%. <laughs> apparently, I don't remember where, but someone's, like, giving away a free house, but the house is apparently, like, supremely haunted. And I was like, okay, but it's free. Yeah. <laughs> um, I re- You tagged me in that, and I was like, let's just I think it's there. one of the ones, though, where you have to, like, pick up the house and move it oh but then it might not be haunted when you get it that's not fair <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> you're amazing like, what if it's haunted because of the land you just take the house away they're just like i'm just gonna that's stay true here. and then everything stops you get your well you know you don't get your money back so it's free yeah you just have to you pay to move have it this, whatever just diy run it and sell it for more than it's worth yeah literally <laughs> not ha- it put the sign on the front of the lawn that says not haunted. not haunted yeah <laughs> um so Corey and jennifer they have said that they have like had doors opening they hear footsteps and random knocks like what the parents said um cory has stated and i quote i have a hard time staying there by myself i don't have the feeling of anything evil but it is very busy you can tell there's a lot of things going on busy busy that's a nice way to put it yeah see it's an interesting word yeah um so they both said they have um moments that like made them jump so they've done like spirit boxes and spirit sessions and they've gotten amazing results um so they have plans to open the home for like tours and they eventually want to shoot like a documentary of the home but they do live there like it's their house um interesting yeah so they are like we said they are live streaming the house starting tomorrow which is may 9th so right now it's friday so you guys hear this on monday so it'll already be out so we are gonna do it's a already post happening. about it yeah <laughs> it'll be a thing so we, we'll post about it tomorrow just to be like hey check it out um so i think they have a free preview sort of thing i just don't know how long it's for um but it does cost money i think it's like 14.99 for 24 hours or something like that um but it's not free and i know part of the proceeds do go to covid19 relief funds so oh nice you know your money is going somewhere good um so if anyone decides to watch it again or purchase it and you watch the whole thing and you see something creepy let us know because i know they're gonna do like they're gonna do seances at some points they're gonna do they have a bunch of like um i gotta look into this more i want to like research and pick it. oh my god i'm off all fucking week i could watch any day if yeah. monday night's the best night i could watch it monday night oh, okay i'm i might do this you changed my mind a little bit <laughs> you're welcome but they're gonna do like ouija board sessions they're gonna have like a lot of um i'm not sure if it's gonna be like an instagram live i don't know how they're gonna do this but they're gonna have people not come in the house but they're gonna have like 
um, chat sessions with certain paranormal investigators. Andrea Perrin is going to come in for a live chat. Oh, They've okay. announced that. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Wild. I want. I'm definitely going to at least pay for 24 hours, at least like whatever. But I might. You've you've intrigued me. I know. We should pick the same 24 hours. <laughs> I just want to see what it's like, you know, because I, I wholeheartedly believe that this house is completely messed up like yeah. so haunted and maybe it isn't evil but there's a lot of activity like they said it's busy which i like busy, that quote yeah. yeah so it's busy i love that word yeah. yeah but i don't necessarily believe in the bashiba background of it because there's evidence that she wasn't a there's freaking witch heavy plot holes yeah wait which i think that's what you sent me you said you found plot holes in your story yeah <laughs> and like i'm all for like digging up history and stuff like that but like this poor lady could literally not be a witch and nothing to do with anything like that and you guys are like just tarnishing her name which is a bummer another one like my case this is another one where like we have sort of like mirrored cases a little bit and it's really weird when we do this because i was never ever gonna cover this house ever i had never even heard of this woman until wednesday so (laughs) here we are just to show you just to show you how much we plan things yeah no i'm kidding i do have a list of things i like to cover but sometimes i peruse the internet to see if anything catches my interest and yeah here we are yeah and sometimes (laughs) we have um cases that happen within like the next couple weeks that we might want to cover you never know oh you just reminded me i wanted to um i'm sure everyone knows this by now but um that young uh black man that was shot while jogging ahmad yeah aubrey um he they arrested his killers thank i was gonna bring it up because i was gonna bring it up at the beginning of this episode but i'm so heated about it that it's probably not a good it's idea. hard to talk about it yeah. is very it's i very just wanted hard. to i just wanted to say that they've arrested his killers um it took three months and this video going viral for them to do it yep but they did it yeah um they arrested two of the guys they have not arrested the guy who was filming who i think should be arrested mm-hmm. but we've got partial partial justice and yeah so um if you guys aren't aware of that look into it uh absolutely awful racism is alive and well Mm -hmm. and that video shows that it is alive and well and yeah and i just wanted to say that we're stoked that justice was served and that we're like you know fully supporting the uh hashtag black lives matter hashtag all that stuff you know it's just i i posted because i've posted i won't watch the video no i'm not watching the video but i posted on my instagram story like the story about it and mm-hmm. um jessica's um fiance Corey, he messaged me and he i wasn't aware of it at the time he's like just so you know they arrested those two guys and i was like it just happened thank yeah. fuck because like it is insane we again like you keep saying how privileged we are and it yeah. is and it's disgusting that this stuff still happens like this poor yeah. poor man did nothing just out for a jog just did nothing out for a jog and I, I can't watch the video. I've seen too many videos of it, and it's, like, I I wanted to watch the videos to stay educated, um, but, like, this one I know as much as I need to know, mm-hmm. to know that it's absolutely fucked up what happened. Uh, I hope they throw the entire bug at them, and they are charged to the utmost extent that they can mm-hmm. be charged. Um, and we need, we need to do better as a society to call out racist bullshit. We do. Quite frankly. Um, if you're hanging out with your friends and someone, you know says something blatantly racist be like that's fucking blatantly racist mm-hmm. because casual racism leads to serious yep. murdery racism yep. so yeah and it's not that it's not a good thing stand up for everybody <laughs> yep and we started off on a fun note ended on a heavy note but very heavy note this is us this is the spooky hour yeah so um treat everyone with respect just be just get nice yeah that's the message we always want to send is just be nice to each other yeah. and we're all human beings so everyone just be nice and don't end up like those assholes pieces of shit yeah anyways speaking of being nice you can come be nice to us on our socials yeah you can we have an instagram it's a spooky hour podcast you can also find us on twitter at spooky hour or you can email us in your crazy spooky stories to the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com we, we are working have a shiny new we're, what's that i said we're working on those episodes we're working on yeah it. i went through a bunch today um got some good ones we're hoping to get one or two more i've made it easier for you we have a shiny new email button now in our bio um you'll see a big button that says email you click it and you tell us spooky things and we're going to talk about it yeah so yeah we're i've got an uh, an episode composed somewhat but you know 
if you think you've got a good one let us know and we'll throw it in there maybe even if you want us just a chat and you don't have instagram and you don't have twitter email us and we'll we'll hang out with you yeah i'm have nothing else to choose (laughs) (laughs) she's off for a week so i've been forced to take vacation um i have very mixed feelings about it (laughs) so i'll be lonely um come say hi i'll probably do a lot of polls and annoying shit this week please participate yeah (laughs) but yeah that's that that's that's, we're done that's all we got to this week i was gonna say that week no it's this week it's been a week this week it's fucking been a week i was i was like a (laughs) it's a fuck it friday and then i did all of my work at work and i'm like it's no longer a fuck it friday because i got so much shit done but it looks like i didn't get any (laughs) shit done but whatever now it's fuck it friday now it's fuck it friday Friday starts now yep or if you're listening to this it's fuck it monday i guess yeah true (laughs) so thanks for listening yeah thanks and uh keep staying safe stay inside all that fun jazz and be nice and stay spooky stay spooky bye friends.